This is a Hoff Studios podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome back to another chapter of Harry Tales, the podcast where I, Harry Hill, tell you the tales of my life and whatever else I want to talk about. And this week, I'm trying to find an apartment and you guys might have seen that, but finding an apartment in New York City is no easy feat and I needed some help. So I brought in, I brought in the big guns. I'm here with the NYC agent. Madison Sutton. Did I say that right? You did. You did. Good job. Um, And I want to give you some credit because it is so hard to find an apartment right now. It's not just you. It's literally the market. It's absolutely insane. So give yourself some credit and try to get some sleep at night. Thank you. It's tough out here. Um, Well, I don't know where I'm going to be sleeping soon, so that might be difficult. But I'm really excited to have you on the pod because... If you've been on TikTok in the past two years or so, especially if you're a New Yorker or if you've been looking for an apartment or if you've been dreaming about moving to New York, you've seen Madison Sutton on TikTok, on Instagram. She's she's everywhere in the New York City real estate scene. So Madison, can you tell us like a little bit about how you got started as a TikTok broker. Also, is it cool if I refer to you as a TikTok broker? So I'm actually an agent. An agent. agent. Okay, so you guys, this is another reason I'm excited to have Madison on because there's so, I feel like real estate is one of those things that are like taxes, like we just don't learn about. No, yeah. We should have a real estate lesson in school because you grow up and then it's like, okay, good luck finding a place. And it's like, okay, well, who do I talk to? What's a broker? What's an agent? What's the difference? What's my credit? <laughs> so, <laughs> so can you tell us the difference between a broker and agent, what you are, how you got to be it? Yeah, a hundred percent. So, um, an agent is really just a broker without a brokerage license. So you have to be an agent for two years and get a certain amount of points and hours. And then you take like a broker's course. So a brokerage, like I'm at Sirhant right now, and that is where you like hang your license. Now there are brokers at the brokerage just because it's easier than doing like your own independent thing. So it's kind of like the next level up, but you don't have to get your broker's license. Like I could get my broker's license right now, but I haven't. Wait, so you so you were never a broker. You've only no. been an agent. I've only been an agent. I could be a broker, except I'm very lazy and I haven't taken the test for it yet. Wait, so what does an agent do? We do the same thing. It's mostly like a liability thing. So your broker is liable oh, for you. It's like okay, a so, training. So because you're at Sturhan, mm-hmm. um, it means that like a broker would be like Madison Sut- Sutton brokerage. Not exactly. So a brokerage is kind of like a collection of brokers and agents. It's like a house almost. Oh, I love and like house. the brokers are like your parents. This is a terrible example, but um, <laughs> the brokers are like uh, they're just they have more seniority because uh, they've been doing okay. it longer. Because you have to do it for X amount of time, and you have to have X amount of points, and you have to take the test. So a lot of people push back their uh, broker's license just because, I mean, life. Okay. But yeah. it's pretty much one in the same. I just learned the difference between an agent and a manager in like a talent sense. Oh, okay. Um, because I have a manager, I don't have an agent, but there, the, difference? the difference is like an agent negotiates deals, whereas a manager like manages your like day to day, like okay. brand. So like an agent would get you a cover on Rolling Stone, but the manager would like advise you to take it or not, if that makes sense. It does. So like the agent is more like negotiating, seeking, yes. driving it. And the yes. manager is like, mm, you should do this. You should yes. do it. Scheduling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a day-to-day vibe. 
Got you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, okay, we're learning things here today. Um, okay, so you're an agent and you're on TikTok. And I found you probably when I was looking for apartments in 2020. Would that be correct? Yeah. Do you want to know something funny? Yeah. You were the first person to ever recognize me. No way. And I still remember we were at that club in Koreatown and you came <laughs> up to me and your ex was with you at the time. Oh and my god. you were like, I have to go get him. And I was like, oh my God, it's happening. It's happening. And I was like trying to be chill about it, but I was not chill about it. And none of my friends were close enough to where they were seeing it happen. And I was like, oh you guys. Oh my gosh, you were like, do that is, again, do that again really quick. I literally, I was like, they're not gonna believe this. I'm like, damn it. But yeah, you were the first person to ever oh come up to me gosh. in public and be like, real estate TikTok, I love you. And that's that's why we're here today. That is so much fun. Okay, I love that. And I remember that night, that was so funny. I came out of the bathroom and you were there. And I had been on New York City real estate TikTok because I was looking for an apartment mm -hmm. in 2020, which was, obviously a crazy time to be looking for an apartment um i guess now in 2022 not much is different apparently but um i mean everything's different <laughs> the prices are a lot worse now but um, you said that so like sadly you're like every, everything's, everything everything's changed everything's changed but yeah i came out of the bathroom and there you were in the flesh um but you started on TikTok, right? Mm -hmm. You started posting listings on TikTok. Like, like I think I could have reached out and been like, hi, like I would like to see this apartment, question mark? Yeah. Is that how that works? It So initially that is how it worked because a lot of people, whenever they ask me like, how did you get on TikTok? They want this like profound calculated answer. Totally. And I was just fucking winging it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was actually in Florida. I had clients in New York or clients who wanted to move to New York. I obviously couldn't show them. Um, it was really gray on what we were legally allowed to do because we were like considered essential workers, but like not that essential. So <laughs> they weren't like telling us what we were allowed to do and we didn't want to get in trouble. So managements were like sending out videos. So like it would work like in the sense of the management would send me the video. And then I would send it to a client and like a deal would get done. And I wasn't really on TikTok before. I think that's a huge misconception is that like, again, that it was this calculated thing. It just kind of happened. Um, and then it was almost like overnight that people were really interested in it. And I think it's like the HGTV effect. I grew up with HGTV on in my household all the time. And like we had no interest in what was going on in like Delaware but we would still watch it. So I think it's that like instant gratification of seeing what's going on in other neighborhoods or other cities. And it's, it's you know, where else can you see 10 apartments in 10 minutes, but TikTok. Wait, what's the HG, what would you watch on HGTV? Cause I'm thinking of like trading spaces. Like House Hunters. Oh, yeah. okay. So you're like, you've been in the real estate game for a minute. Like even before you were, like you were interested in it before you were ever a, an agent. No. Oh no. No, not at all. So you I tell. I actually just did a video on this last week. Um, I got into real estate. I owe my career to an ex-boyfriend. <gasps> I saw this video. Yeah. Yeah. He dumped me. Oh my and, gosh. Um, it's it's funny because I, I ran into him like the other week. We haven't spoken in like three and a half years, and I was like, thank you. Because it wasn't that, you know, real estate was something I just assumed I'd be really good at. I'd been told I would be good at it. But long story short, it's not hard to get your real estate license in New York. And he was like, you just need something. And he's like, you love people. Like, you love New York. You're impulsive. Which, in hindsight, wasn't really, like, a compliment. But I was like, yeah, sure. I'm impulsive. Great. And um, I got my license. And it's funny because when you take the test, I quite literally took this course and they were like nothing you learn here you will ever use the test is over 20 years old oh like college yeah it, it's exactly like that like just kidding i'm a dropout so i'm like yeah it's i didn't last long um but yeah i got into it because he pushed me and then a week later right before valentine's day um oh no he i just oh, bought no. tickets to paris uh <gasps> oh my god he met a girl at a party no and two days before valentine's day i was just like he was a coder so he's like very analytical and in his mind he was like oh, met this girl fell in love i don't need this one. Oh my gosh a yeah. coder and a tiktok agent walk into a bar <laughs> what <laughs> could go cries. wrong oh my <laughs> gosh well i'm sorry to hear that but i'm also 
not so sorry because now you're a superstar in the real estate game. So you're at Sirhant now. I am. And so give me like a, like, like, what do you do during the day? Like, what, like, what does your day look like as an agent? Because you're not a broker. And I, <laughs> like, I wish I understood, but like, I don't, I still don't think I do. It's, there's not really like a difference. Like you're still showing up, like, you're, I'm picturing you like showing apartments mm-hmm. to someone and then somebody says, okay, I want this one. Can I put a deposit down? And you're like, okay, yes. And then you get the paperwork. So I do rentals and sales. Um, so it is a different experience for each. I definitely got my career uh, started in rentals. Yeah. Um, 100% of my business last year came from social media, aside from like referrals. And I didn't use Street Easy. I didn't do any of the traditional That's platforms. That's crazy. I had over 12,000 inquiries <gasps> from TikTok. Yeah. 12,000 inquiries. Wow. Yeah. It was literally insane. Um, and I was working, I kid you not, like 10, 11 hours a day. I would walk until my knees were in so much pain that like there were certain apartments where I'm like, I can't walk up these stairs, but this is how you get in. I'll be down here. And then my oh. dad would pick me up with like ice packs and I put them <laughs> on my knees. <laughs> this is crazy. I, I'm an aggressive person. Oh my god, hustle. So uh, it was, but it was cool because I had no idea of like what it would become. Um, but one of my favorite things about Sirhant, which I think is why they're single-handedly, or I guess we are single-handedly, you know, changing the industry, is their ability to hire young talent is insane. Um, our social media director, he used to work for Gary Vee, started his own agency. He just turned 23. Ooh. And he's like literally the social media director for the entire firm. And the first time I was talking to this kid, he's, he's actually a very good friend of mine. I shouldn't call him a kid. <laughs> but um, I was like, I couldn't tell how old he was. I thought he was like 31, 32. I was like looking at like for the wedding ring. I was like, oh, I was like, so he's not married, but that doesn't mean anything in New York. So, um, wait, I just want to, I just want to, for the listeners, if you guys don't know who Ryan Sirhant is, he was on million dollar listing, million dollar listing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I only, I've seen him on Instagram. I follow mm-hmm. him on Instagram. I love his like storytelling and his reels. And he tells these like crazy stories about selling these like billion dollar places all the time. Um, and also he's really hot. Sorry. Um, I know he's like your boss, but um, that's that's who Sirhan is, Ryan Sirhan. And now he has Sirhan, which is kind of a newer firm. Mm-hmm. It's like a couple years old. No, we're about to hit two years. Uh, oh, okay, cool. So, so very, very new. Young. And we have a 30 person in-house creative team. We have like production. We have everything. Um, and so do they help you? Does that team help you with your content? So it, it depends if it's like listing content, yes. But also I have like my own videographer who now comes with me and they do a lot of different series. So like we're working on right one right now, which is gonna be like kind of like a New York morning show concept and not super real estate-y. Um, I'm working on it with the most incredible agent named Zola. She's so funny, she's Australian. She just- Oh, I like, love that. Bundle of energy. She's like, hello, mate. How are you? I'm oh, really you guys, you guys will be fun together. I can oh, tell. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a vibe. But just overall, like, we have kids flying in from, like, L.A. who have, like, full scholarships to, like, UCLA who are, like, emitting those to, like, work for Sirhan. And it, that's really incredible to me. Um, I was the youngest agent at my old firm, which I'd say the average age of an agent in New York City is probably, like, 45 or 42. At... Sirhan, I'd say it's probably 33. Ooh. Okay, so so they really do be, like, with the fresh meat coming through. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, they are, like, investing in young talent. And we have so much creative freedom there, which is, I think, my favorite part of it. But also, like, when you're talking to um, just, like, these other people your age who are just, like, as ambitious. Like, a good friend of mine, his name's, like, Jonathan. He is this model from Denmark. Love. And he's like 6'4", he's gorgeous. Like everyone's like, oh, handsome Jonathan? Like handsome imagine how attractive Jonathan. you have to yeah. be to have like a oh nickname. And there's other Jonathans at the office. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would hate to be one of the other Jonathans. Oh my gosh. Well, he is tatted from the neck down. I mean, full tatted. And full Denmark. Yeah, well, is that a Denmark thing? No, 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 I'm just, just, I'm just, just Denmark. Just <laughs> <laughs> like driving handsome a motorcycle, Jonathan. like parks outside the office. And, like, you would not have seen that as an agent 10 years ago. Yeah. And, you know, he's doing content. I'm doing content. Like, there's so much content. That's, like, I'd say that word gets said, like, a thousand times a day at the office. 
Well, content is king right now, for it sure. It is. Eighty-two percent of online consumption is video, and that's definitely why Sirhan, as a firm, is so successful. Especially because Ryan just has a handle on it. Like mm-hmm. I can, I can tell, and everything you're saying makes so much sense. So um, that's very exciting that you're there. Um, tell me a little bit about like being a woman broker a woman broker agent i'm like as a woman broker you're an agent she's an agent people (laughs) but tell me about that because like i was drawn to you because you have such a fun style you have this like great voice you have this great like magnetic camera quality and i just remember seeing your videos in 2020 and they just kept coming up because i kept watching them and you would just explain the the apartment. You would explain the listing. And you're also, like, dressed super cute. And your name is Madison Sutton, which I just have to say, if I was writing a young adult novel, <laughs> which maybe I will, <laughs> I would name a character Madison Sutton. So, like, just all of those things drew me to you. Um, I don't know if that makes me, like... No, I, I love the girls. So just, like, tell me, like... Tell me about what that's like, because I feel like it's a superpower, honestly, to be in your field and to be like a gorgeous woman. <laughs> like It's a blessing and a curse. And so like there is still a lot of aspects of real estate that people don't publicly talk about. Um, I mean, like 15, 20 years ago, a lot of people assume that this is like a female dominated industry. And while that's partially true in like a numeric sense, it was considered like a housewife's career up until like really, you know, five, 10 years ago. They didn't teach this like in colleges to the same extent. Um, so, but whenever you come to any city where there's a lot of money, then it becomes significantly more male dominated. And for, you know, as long as I've known New York and from the history I've seen, it's been a lot of, um, like a lot of families are in real estate, right? So there's a lot of people in real estate who their parents were and their yes. grandparents or their aunts and uncles. So there are certain relationships that were like handed to them. It was very like nepotism based. And now with the rise of the um, of social media and since the pandemic where you couldn't just get handed deals anymore. Now you have to actually work for them. Like I didn't have any family connections in New York. And it, I'm not shading on that at all because my parents you know if they could they would have yeah yeah and we, we're just we not a little nepotism when it works but yeah like exactly you built your way so so it's um it's like what would what would a downside be just the fact that like people are like oh she's a woman she can't get me like the best deal but you're like yeah i can watch well there's probably some inherent you know, thoughts of that nature because the traits like synonymous with being like a good woman and a good leader and like a good business person, they differ. Those tend to be much more in line with like traits of being a good man. Like you're strong, you're powerful, like, you know, you're a good leader. And for when you think about traits of what we traditionally think of as a good woman, it's like nurturing, it's soft, it's modest, it's kind. And so there is some subconscious you know, um, bias, bias yeah. towards that. But also, I mean, it's even deeply ingrained in our industry itself. So for an example, um, it's, and it doesn't get spoken about because it's like a lot of these little things. So you may go to a meeting, right? So let's just say I'm going to a meeting. I'm super excited for it. I tell my coworkers about it. I'm like, this you know person really wants to work with me. And then you get there and then you're like, ah, oh, shit, they have other intentions. And it's so kind of degrading in a way to realize in that moment that your main value add yeah. is sexual. Yeah. It's not because of like, and this still happens to me and it doesn't matter about the TikTok. It doesn't matter about the success I have, um, especially because I do dress kind of like alternatively, but that shouldn't be an excuse. However, there's a right, there's a wrong, and then there's reality, right? You know, two things can be true at once. So then, you know, it's little things, right? Maybe it's a you know, hand on the shoulder. It's little things that individually aren't deemed inappropriate, but when you know the intention of them, it's really disheartening. So then you go back to the office and you're embarrassed because there's this thought that if this one person, this one asshole thinks this of you and you talk about it, then for some reason, and this is totally incorrect, but your coworkers or other people whose opinions you admire will then kind of bring what they think of you down to this level. 
So then it doesn't get spoken about. Ugh. And because these are things that, like, I'm from the South. Like, I, I'm very used to kind of being like, oh, you know, it's fine, it's yeah, fine, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. But these things add up. and But it's not enough to take any one point and complain about it, especially because you still can get blacklisted in this industry. That's so tricky. It's tough. Um, and luckily, I have a platform, so I don't really think... I'm at risk for this, but like imagine like a first year agent being put in a compromising situation. So you have this big guy who does millions upon millions, I mean like hundreds of millions of dollars in real estate, and I've heard these stories, and that's why I can say this. Um, and all of a sudden there's pressure on this first year agent. So what, let's just say she has the luxury of standing up from, for herself, because that's not always a thing. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh well, you know, agents can stand up and they can turn around. No, unless you have a name behind you, unless you have success, and that's when that's cool, or that's when that's idolized to stand uh-huh. up and walk around. But that first year agent, she could be blacklisted, yeah, or she could be labeled as overdramatic or hard to work with, or Ugh. something of that nature. And so that's a very real reality that doesn't get spoken about because again, it's these little individual points that, when added up, it's something. But without it, it's just a guy who put his hand on your shoulder when you were walking by, or the hands on the hips. Oh my gosh, that yeah. is that is. Oh, some, I can get into yeah, this. Yeah, that is I got, like, fiery Oh right my there. gosh, you did. I heard it. Um, that that's got to be and, that. Well, it happens to men too. Yeah, that's because I mean it happens just as much to men as it does women. Wait, like just men getting like preyed on, or like men like what do you mean? So, <sighs> like men getting just like. Like, just kind of, like, inappropriate behavior. Not even if it's, like, sexual, but just, like, inappropriate, like, power plays. I feel like everybody in real estate... My idea of, like, a real estate person is, like, very powerful. Mm-hmm. Like, like... But what are you picturing? I'm picturing, like... A tall guy in a suit with yeah, a red tie? <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I guess I'm part of the problem of, like, <laughs> just, like, how I, you know, when you think of, like, real estate, you mm-hmm. know, I do have, like, that kind of cartoonish, like, dude with, like you know, a tie and like a cigar and like stacks of money, um, which is probably obviously so outdated and just that a cartoon, but like, but that's what you feel. And so that's valid. So I could see, I could see how that just like, isn't, isn't good for anyone. Um, which again brings me back to Sirhan because I just get the best vibes from him and like, just it's, it's very like light and playful and, um, he just makes a, a great deal of like storytelling. Not to, not to just like sit here and like talk up Sir Hamp, but um, <laughs> you're a paid actor. <laughs> but, but tell me about um, tell me about like how you how you meet clients. Like, are you still? I know you're with um, a brokerage. Is that what it's called? Yes, <laughs> an agency, a brokerage. But you're still doing TikTok listings? Mm-hmm. Question mark. Do you still do TikTok listings? And like where do most of your clients come from today? So I, I want to hop back on one point real quick. So another aspect of Sirhan that I love is there's the most supportive network there. And there are so many women there. Ooh, so that wow. if something like this did happen, I feel so much more supported at Sirhan versus Gee. the prior firms I've worked for in the past. So I, I want to say that this isn't like a cultural issue at Sirhan at all. If anything, it would be heavily encouraged to not like only report something like that, but just talk about any discomfort. And I think that's because of the culture there, because it's a kind of a younger crowd. I love that. So I just wanted to hit on that before. But in terms of, I think your last question was like, how do I get clients? Mm -hmm. Like today. So today in 2022, when the market is crazy, and I do want to talk about the market, but tell me about clients. So it's interesting because, I mean, it's kind of like one and the same, um, the client shift depending on the market. But a lot of my clients, it's also actually, I, I want to talk about, because I went into sales more, but I still do rentals. But because of going into sales, um, my content has like heavily shifted, which is like this internal battle of like, do I stick to my roots? I'm so branded as a rental agent and I still do rentals and I love rentals. I love people because um, you get to meet so many more people in rentals. But with sales, you really have to shift your style of content because you may only get X amount of listings. And so a lot of my content is... Well, and selling it, selling something is definitely harder than renting something. Am I right? Or no? Yes. Yeah. But like not... I guess we are in New York City, so people do be having money. But like when you're saying you're selling something, mm-hmm. how like how expensive is your like average listing right now? 
So I would say in the high twos, but I might have one coming on for like nine in the next week or so. Okay, we're going to need to expand the numbers because I... Oh, high like two million. Oh my gosh. Okay, like, took, yeah. took my breath away <laughs> for a moment there. Um, okay, cool. So around two million dollars, like wh- how much do you have to put down to like get a place like that? Like if I wanted mm-hmm. to buy a two million dollar place from you right now, how much would I have to put down? How much would I have to like fork over right now? 20%, so about 400. Oh my God. It's anywhere from- You guys are out here buying places. <laughs> parents buying is a huge thing right now. It's International, right now. parents buying all cash. That is a huge clientele that I'm almost like specializing in and working with right now. Good for you, baby. I mean, good for them. Oh my God. Yeah, like mom and, my mom and dad are like, we'll send you a care package at Christmas. <laughs> um, <laughs> call us if you need, but that's about it. Uh, no, but that's a huge trend right now, especially with rental prices going up so drastically. They're at all-time highs. We're still at that six-month high. So we still are there. Oh, yeah, we're still oh there. Um, and essentially, you know, people are weighing out, do I rent or do I buy? And people are like, oh, you're biased. You know, like, that's your job. And as biased as someone may think I am and as charming as I think I am, <laughs> I'm not charming enough to convince someone to do something that's not good for them. Totally. It's my job to present the facts and yeah, create yeah. experience. Um, it's not to make someone do something they're uncomfortable with. Yeah. So there's pros to renting, there's cons to renting, there's pros to buying, there's cons to buying. So we're seeing a lot of people kind of shift back and forth right now. Okay, so I, since since this is Harry Tales, I would like to talk about my tale. Um, so I, <laughs> I moved into my last apartment in 2020. I got a COVID mm-hmm. deal. And I have a one bedroom on the Upper East Side, pink bathtub. It's gorgeous. It's cute. I mean, when I say gorgeous, like if you put a marble on the ground, like it will like roll into the corner. Like it's, it's kind of dilapidated. The lobby is nothing to call home about. Um, Packages never get delivered. I always have to slip on the door because there's nobody to like get the box or like a secure place to put them. Anyway. I got a good COVID price and now I'm looking at places like I can't stay on the Upper East Side unless I get a studio Mm -hmm. and I need a bedroom door like I need to be able to close a door on my bedroom I cannot see my sink from my bed I just like I can't do it so now I'm like okay where should I go I'm looking in Bushwick I'm looking in Spanish Harlem I'm looking in Queens do you have any like, what do you think I should do? What What are your $2 million cents? <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was so bad. Thanks for laughing. I love it. Um, <laughs> you have to really ask yourself, like, what, so what are your goals, right? Is there a central location you have to get to every day? Are you, do you prioritize space or renovation? Um, and how important is, like, having a neighborhood feel for you right so if you have to get somewhere like soho every day then you're wanna you want to be along like you know the six train the a train um okay so you're like practical you're like you're like real about this oh yeah i'm like let's cut the shit and like figure out what you want yeah yeah yeah. so because i was okay so i guess i didn't finish my plan was to stay in this place with my covid price Mm -hmm. until maybe like mm, another year or two and then maybe like think about buying something but now I'm listening. My land, my land. <laughs> well, I was actually going to talk to um, handsome Jonathan. I'm, <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. I would come to you first, but um, I, I, my landlord was like, "We're renovating the place, and you need to get out." Like he wasn't even like, "We're going to raise the rent. Do you want to stay?" He was like, "You have to get out." So. I reached out to you in August. I know I've been like randomly texting you like, hey, like, I don't know. Um, But it's because I keep moving my like move out date back. First, I was going to move out August 1st. And then I was going to move out August 30th. And then now I'm moving out September 30th. And that's like the latest I can go. Like, I can't keep pushing it back. So I have like mm, two weeks. Fun. Fun. And so I'm trying to get a place that's like immediate move in so that I can like have like a 15 day grace period or something. Um, but yeah, what do you, what do you think about that? So, um, so prices are cra- like at the highest point they're ever going to be at right now. So there's a seasonal aspect to the market, right? And basically, um, 
june july august like may june july august and then it goes up here and then it kind of goes like september november december yeah, yeah. january so you are on the tail end of the peak which is good good oh my um, gosh some some good news Whew. it's like moderately good like you're still <laughs> still not great okay um and you know without bringing up like exact budget or things of that nature it's it's all about like priorities and things that but like the biggest advice i'd say one is like have your paperwork ready it's like the same like paperwork every single time like people are getting beat out for apartments left and right i think like the average like o like over asked price was like four hundred dollars so there was a place in Greenwich last month that they advertised for eight grand and it ended up going for 13. Oh my gosh. And that's just and because somebody sees it and they're like, oh, sorry, we actually have an application. And then the person's like, wait, I'll, I'll pay $5,000 more for it. Applications mean nothing. There's no loyalty in this game. Just so they can take as many applications as like they want. But don't you have to pay for applications? $20. Oh, Unless it's okay. a co-op, um, which they have a whole nother... Um, I've definitely been gypped before. I feel like I've paid like $75 for an application. <laughs> Not legally, be more than 20 No way. Yeah. Oh, so I... Yeah, okay. Well, people... 20 bucks tops for an application. Let's not be out here with 75 bucks. Okay, well, what's next? there are brokers <laughs> who scam people, right? Clearly. And they'll take like 10 applications and then be like, oh, oh no. Let's talk broker fee for a second. Okay. What's the deal with that? Why are some things no fee and why are some things fee? Oh, okay. I can answer this in a minute. Let me like... Yeah, yeah, no, like... Okay. So broker's fees. Everyone hates them. You're going to pay them regardless. Um, and I'm not saying, oh, just because that's the market we're in. So they're either built in because landlords aren't. They've been doing this for like decades, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not just losing money. So how broker fees kind of like originated was like more so... 80s 90s when brokers really had that access to apartments that were off market there wasn't like a centralized database for the public to go see like street easy like street easy um so now that there's street easy people tend to you know go look for themselves but they just build that broker's fee into that like no fee price right okay so they'll just add like a couple hundred dollars a month until it gets up to like one month of rent essentially or it's, something. So one month of uh, rent is about 8%, but broker's fees can go up to 15%. Oh my God. So there was a broker who very recently, I'm trying to, there, was <laughs> there like a once rent, was a broker. There once was a broker. It was a stormy night. Who charged a $20,000 broker's fee for like a $2,000 apartment Wait, Upper East Side. This was like last month. Wait, why? It was rent stabilized and he knew he could. And there's no law that says we have to cap our broker's fees. I typically keep mine around one month um, just because I... and wait, whenever, you, wait, it's up to you? Oh, yeah, yeah, for the most part. Oh. It's Okay, so there's situations where it's not, and that's if another agent has an exclusive and the landlord's not paying. So then if, like, I bring my client, they're like, well, I'm still getting my, like, 7.5%. Like, you can do whatever you want. But that's, like, not okay wildly common but yeah no we said it oh my gosh i know so like when we're like oh you'll get a deal it's like 12 percent like oh my gosh yeah. now that i know now that i know how do you feel about seeing of okay so i i'm like just about i i'm just about to start seeing apartments like today tomorrow mm -hmm. um what if somebody have you ever how common is it to see a video and sign the lease without ever opening the door to the apartment so i had that happen a lot and so i would try to do that like, a freaks me out tour. like how do you guys do that well it's because you don't know like what happens if like you're not seeing like the like you know a rabbit hole in the closet or something so for me i really curate an experience for my clients so i'm not just like advertising in an apartment and opening the door they walk in i'm like great like here's 15%, like let's do this. Um, essentially I kind of create like an itinerary and we'll see like six or seven places that day. So that way there's like a trust built. Um, and I do this for like my virtual clients as well. Cause I think at that point, because knowledge is so abundant, it's more the curation of knowledge is like my responsibility and to make sure that person's prepared and getting the best like data they can. Now every agent runs their business so differently. There's no rules here. There's like very minimal rules. 
um, in terms of, oh my gosh, it's a lawless industry. Also, real estate agents party harder than any other industry aside from plastic surgeons. Oh my gosh, like, you guys heard it here, people. Bunch. It's well, we have like these parties every night. Like you well, have like a twenty million penthouse. I was gonna say because it's big money. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna hit you up for one of those. By the way, I'm gonna be like, hey, any any penthouse parties tonight? Oh, they're literally every night, and it's like free booze, caviar, things like that. I don't drink, thank God, I don't. Oh my gosh! But a lot okay, of well, do. <laughs> handsome Jonathan. I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so so we've got broker's fees out of the way yes um we've got some digital showings out of the way um i'm trying to think about like what what i might need um what i might need to know um i guess what i'm struggling with right now is like should i get i guess i just can't make up my mind so i'm trying to decide if i should get like a three bedroom in bushwick okay within my budget because it's in bushwick and it's like deeper or should i like get a studio somewhere in manhattan and just not have that space but for the same price for me i'm like i would rather have the space and just like commute a little further well, for you too, like you make, I mean, um, you make so much content for me. I'm like, yeah, I need a content, like a content room. Studio. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I like, I'm a huge, I mean, you see my Instagram stories. I'm in Brooklyn like every day. I love Williamsburg. I love Greenpoint, you know, Bushwick's cool. Um, but I don't really go too much further than the Bedford <laughs> stuff. But <laughs> I'm like, I'm like those girls who I'm like, I don't go above 14th well, street. Well, so the thing so. is, is like, the Bedford stop is no cheaper than no. Manhattan. Like it's more expensive. Yeah, no. People are like, look at Brooklyn. Um, yeah, Bushwick. So I guess that's kind of what I'm dealing with right now. I actually posted an ask box on my Instagram, and I said, if you could ask a broker one question, what would you ask? I and don't know how I didn't see this. Well, well, I posted it like while I was in the elevator because oh. I love doing things last minute, but. Um, I, <laughs> the answers are very funny. I said, if you could ask a broker one question, and here are some of the questions. Before I get my feelings hurt, I just want to acknowledge <laughs> that we are the used car salesmen of New York, and I'm well aware of that, that we are like not a liked occupation. So hit me with it. Some people say, where is your soul? Why do you hate me? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you sleep at night? Has anyone died in here? How's the water pressure? Any famous neighbors here? Do you own a gun? Why? Why? <laughs> do you think I'm pretty? Why? How dare you? <laughs> Why do you hate lawyers? Um, okay, so so we have a, a lot of questions. I think some people thought that I meant, like, what would you ask a broker if you were like on site with them but i was yeah. just asking more in general and of course my audience is very silly and so is that what we're calling it it's fine <laughs> people don't like us i'm totally okay with that um i guess what i'll just kind of help this along and speak for them um but like what's what's the question that somebody's asked you that like took you aback Oh, like if you have any like memorable, like somebody coming in and asking a question that was like, wait, what? Okay. Slash, have you ever had a listing? This is, I think one of these was like, has anybody died here? Have you, do you have any listings or have had listings where it's like, um, so it's a great apartment and it's amazing sunlight and there's a new oven. Somebody died here and there's three bedrooms that all fit a queen bed. Like I have a video where I, my little <laughs> brother used to film me. And we were just walking around like New York City with a stabilizer, and we walked in, and there was just a blood stain no. on the floor. And I was like, "No, we're out." I was like, "No, we're not doing this." Like we're, we grew up Catholic, like we know better. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, people do die in apartments, and the law is like very blurry on if we have to disclose that. Now we don't always know. Oh my god. Um, 
because like again like apartments they might have taken it outside (laughs) yeah exactly well i was um by the way the one thing i think everyone should do is request your rent history because a lot of people live in rent stabilized apartments and they're getting charged free market i think that's what happened i think that's my apartment like the woman that i the one neighbor that i became friends with valentina shout out valentina um she, she told me about that she's been living in my building for like 12 years and it's because of that and she like kind of fought it did you request it no because he's never raised my rent or like yeah you they don't have you don't have to leave if it's rent stabilized and even if your lease is coming up you could get that rent history within a week it's usually faster wait maybe i'll ask you about this later but i don't want to be <laughs> like maybe i'll be like hey can we find this rent history i don't want to be a villain tenant that's like a big thing for me like i don't want to be that's not being a villain tenant that's just squatting basic rights <laughs> like have I some know, respect i know but i'm just like <gasps> like i have to move so i've accepted it um so i'm I'm gonna, but... So you're telling me if you found out your your apartment was rent-stabilized and they couldn't make you leave, you, that you wouldn't stay? Um, And, like, stay and keep paying rent? Or, like... Yeah, no, no. Essentially, you just get... Like, it's very hard to evict a rent-stabilized tenant and they have to renew your lease unless you, like, burn down the building. And they can only raise it X percent each year and that percentage changes uh, based on economy and you know other guidelines set out but like last year i think it was like one or two percent per year huh okay well um and that just means he was just screwing you over so i wouldn't like worry about this loyalty thing yeah no no no. i'm not like loyal to him but i don't want him like i don't want like i just feel like if i stay past my welcome It'll be like crazy, you know. Land, aren't landlords you scary? You really don't like conflict. I, I don't like. Con- I'm, I'm I'm a Libra, and like I really. I'm a Libra. Wait, no way. Yeah. I feel like we knew that, but I love that. Yours is in September. Two Libras on a couch, October fourth. I'm the seventh. Oh my god. Okay, okay, we're basically twins. Okay, sorry. Um, okay, back to the podcast. Okay, so, okay, we can like I don't want to. maybe I'll try to maybe I'll go to court and you can help me with that but for now I just want to ask you some rapid fire apartment questions I'm ready um and and we don't need to like you don't need to like rapidly answer them like sometimes I think people hear rapid fire at the end of a podcast and think you need to like but you can like if you have if you're passionate about any of these things you can like speak on it thank you okay I'm ready would you rather have a black toilet or a blue toilet (laughs) blue Okay. Would you rather have a terrace or a kitchen island? Terrace. <gasps> yeah, bzz, terrace, terrace for sure. Skylights or floor to ceiling windows? What neighborhood? Oh, good question. Um it's like floor to ceiling's great but if you're facing like a street. Oh. Like, um let's also say a skylight implies the top of a walk up. Okay, so that was my next question. Would you rather live on the ground floor or the top floor of a sixth floor walk up? Ground floor. Okay, so tell me about this because I, anytime I see a ground floor, I'm like rapid fire. Tell me about this. Anytime I see a ground floor listing, I immediately click next. Why? Because my thing is, is like I've seen enough people's Instagram stories in New York City when it rains to be like they get flooded or like whatever. Like I don't want any of that drama. So my parents' unit flooded, and we had a ground floor. So I lived in the same building as my parents in separate units, and in Greenpoint. Okay, that's fun. Yeah, we do that. We do the same thing downtown as well now, where we're just in the same building. So Wait, I just constantly so see my parents. I wish, low key. Um, okay, so it flooded. It flooded. Yeah, and it was like a huge issue. Yeah, because um, it's ground floor. So and it was like we had a cellar unit as well. So like it was a duplex, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I mean, that's a very, you know, real thing. Um, I would kind of look into the history of the building and also just kind of looking at the ground around it. I know that sounds ridiculous, but like if it looks like it's heavily below, like the floods last September were a huge issue. And a lot of buildings, especially in Brooklyn, didn't have like the infrastructure to support it. Wouldn't that be enough to just steer clear of ground floor apartments, though? I have bad knees. Oh, so you're like, you're like, I don't want to walk. Also, it's like, I don't know if you've ever brought someone home and then walked up six flights of stairs. Like, it you expect be, me to do anything after that? Oh, my no. God. It can, <laughs> <laughs> it, can be a, it can be a vibe killer, for sure. Um, but 
I I don't know. I my knees be kneeing, so I. What I do you mean by I don't that? Mind Can you explain it. that statement? Like, like your knees be kneeing? It just means like I I'm the person on the subway that goes two stairs at a time up the entire escalator. Yeah, I'm that guy. Oh God, I know. I know. I'm sorry. And I know that it must look like whenever I see somebody <laughs> else like doing it, I'm like, runs in the hallway yeah, with his backpack. Yeah. I'm like, and I, every time I'm like, okay, I know that I look like an idiot, but like, where are you going I, so eagerly? No, but I got to get up there. Oh, and also fine. I'm like, I got to keep, I got to keep, you know, everything lifted and tight. So I'm just like, let me do these stairs while yeah. while I'm running around the gym that is New York City. Um, that was very elegant. Okay, but okay, so so your pro-ground floor. I, yes. Um, Lightly, the, like a light pro. Well, also flooding you only really have to worry about if you have like outdoor access for the most part. But so every like, ground floor apartment that I've looked at is like a back door into the garden or like outdoor area. Well, okay, so we have, like, ground floor, and then we have first floor. Um, oh, yeah. So first floor, you also have to look if the building's, like, half a flight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, there's an aspect of that. So a lot of people are hesitant about first floor. So I work with 87% women as of right now. Love. Um, love it. It's Girl great. boss. Uh, <laughs> hashtag. Um, uh, yeah, so a lot of people are like, I don't want to be on the first floor. I understand. That's the it other from, thing. Like, I'm like, I don't want to flood, and I also don't want like somebody like literally like tapping on the window. It's fair, but like, I don't know. It wouldn't really bother me. As and much. they put the they put the, the cages. Bars. Yeah, the yeah. bars. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Speaking of the bars. Oh my god. There's, there's a ghost. <laughs> there's a ghost in the studio. <laughs> I'm like this. This is what it would be like on the ground floor, though. Someone like, shuts the door too hard. Boom. Oh my gosh. Yeah, just like chaos oh a little god. bit. And I also love the lights. Like, did the light on. turn on too? <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Well. Um, so people do die in apartments. So they go stay. <laughs> so that might have happened here. Um, that is. That's too funny. Um, I do love the the ambiance of that. Um, okay. <laughs> Two more rapid fire questions okay. really quick. Would you rather be neighbors with Harry Styles or Lizzo? Lizzo. Okay. I feel like she'd be louder, but like, I feel like she would be really cool. Well, I picked two singers cause I wanted like, it's kind of like, who would you rather like singing through the wall? I think Harry would just be really annoying. And it would be tough to have Harry coming in and out if he, if he wasn't coming in and out to see you. Right. It's well. Here's the thing. I feel you know those people that you like meet with, and then you're just like, oh, how's your day? And they give you like a really elaborate answer, and they're like, how's anyone's day? It's oh my all god. You would be like that guy. But Lizzo would be like, it's going great. How are you? And I'd be like, great. And that would be that. It'd be a short interaction, and I don't feel the need to talk to my neighbors. So I don't either. I'm such a neighbor. Like no, no. Like I don't need. To, like I didn't come here to yeah. make friends. I feel like he I came here to sleep. Actually, a bad neighbor. Not even neutral. I just feel. Like, he'd be, like, someone you complain to about something, <laughs> and he would just, like, not really address it, and then be like, oh, but, like, I can't Yeah, like, he, like he's leaving his, like, Gucci boxes in the lobby. Oh, yeah. It's, it's exactly like that. And also the girls, I feel like he'd bring back weird girls. Y like, like, yeah. Like, not cool girls I'd want to be friends with. Well, I'm just like, okay, well, any girl that's not me. It's, I'm not into I him like be. that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, neither am I. Yeah, no, no it's no, fine, no. it's fine. <laughs> okay, last, question. last I, question. And I can't believe this is the last question. Um, paint yourself or hire painters? What color? <laughs> <laughs> so I painted a wall in my apartment black. Oh my and, gosh. Uh, yeah, it was... Emo. I was going through something and it was better than cutting my hair. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to have a black wall in my apartment. Um, black is very hard to paint back to white. It takes a lot of layers, but if you are going to do it yourself, there's like these spray machines at like Home Depot you can rent. And you can just do a whole wall very quickly. Wait, tea? Yeah. Okay. I didn't do it that way, but I found out after that you can. As long as you paint things back. Now, I want to add an answer to this. Um, removable wallpaper is yeah. by far the best way to go in that oh, situation. Oh, okay, amazing. Yeah, you can get on Amazon. It's really easy to take down i just wouldn't even paint i would just do removable and they it comes in um stainless steel colors now so i actually i have a um, my kitchen's white appliances 
but okay I, flex oh wait, I guess. I, my, my spot's big okay. I, so I, yeah I you live in a size. loft yeah right and so i have this rose gold uh trimming that i've put all over it's like stainless steel rose gold gorgeous like, that's cool yeah, I love, you, I love your content in your apartment. Um, okay, you've got a meeting because you're a busy, busy sales person. I'm <laughs> very you're busy. You're a busy, busy <laughs> agent. I'm like broker, salesperson. It's funny because we're actually called real estate salespersons. Oh, That's our like, okay. actual title, yeah. Okay, well, it's tea, tea to that. Um, okay, I know I said I had just, I'm going to, you guys follow Madison on socials. Can, can you tell them your ats? So, yeah, no, it's pretty easy. Um, again, my name is Madison Sutton. I go by the NYC agent and it's basically that on all social media platforms, just the at symbol, the NYC agent. Iconic. Yeah. Iconic. I got well, lucky with that. I cannot wait to have you back. Um, we, you were saying like, you know, imagine us in five years re-recording an episode and both of us are, you know, in some crazy studio somewhere. But yes. um, this has been so much fun. I've learned so much. Um, and I'm so, I mean, now I have to go back to trying to find an apartment. So that's not too fun. But this conversation has been everything. Um, one last thing. How, how should somebody who um, is nice... Um, ask for their security deposit back you are legally entitled to your okay we we need to talk about like the (laughs) self-respect aspect that we have going on here um i just don't want them to get mad they have to give it back to first of all it doesn't matter if they get mad to you it's your money okay and and you need it now and do i tell them do i tell them to send it to my new location no i would um so one it depends on kind of like how you paid it but they're legally required to give it back to you within about two weeks oh, okay cool so like that's the law okay so um, it'll hit soon yeah no i would just ask for it immediately it. and they also have to do kind of a walkthrough with your super so you have you're entitled to a walkthrough with your super so that if there's anything that could be like deducted yeah you can have the chance to correct i had to um knock my f- fire alarm off of the ceiling with a broom because it kept going off while I was making bacon. Fair. That's reasonable. So it's just like, it's kind of just like a hole in the wall, (laughs) a hole in the ceiling with like a, do you, how, like, what would you, how, how would you price that? Like what's going to be deducted for like lack of fire alarm? I, so whatever you think they're going to price <laughs> double it, I would just get a task rabbit to come oh, in okay. and fix it beforehand and not even deal with it. Oh, T. Yeah. Okay. Good call. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You are so smart. Okay. Yeah. Madison, thank you so much for coming on Harry Tales and listeners. Thank you for listening. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.